Hello, and welcome to The Bunker, a podcast for students of American history. Today, for our five-minute history series, I'll be sharing an article posted by ThoughtCo.com on abolitionist Frederick Douglass. For a direct link to the article and source citations, please visit the show notes. One of abolitionist Frederick Douglass's most famous quotes, If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Throughout his life, first as an enslaved black man and later as an abolitionist and civil rights activist, Douglas worked to end inequality for black Americans and women. Douglas was born Frederick Augustus Washington Bailey around 1818 in Talbot County, Maryland. His father was believed to be a plantation owner. His mother was an enslaved woman who died when Douglas was 10 years old. During Douglas's early childhood, he lived with his maternal grandmother, Betty Bailey, but was sent to live in the home of a plantation owner. Following the death of his enslaver, Douglas was given to Lucretia Auld, who sent him to live with her brother-in-law, Hugh Auld, in Baltimore. While living in the Auld home, Douglas learned how to read and write from local white children. For the next several years, Douglas transferred enslavers several times before self-liberating with the assistance of Anna Murray, a free black woman living in Baltimore. In 1838, with Murray's help, Douglas dressed in a sailor's uniform, carried identification papers belonging to a free black seaman, and boarded a train to Havre Grace, Maryland. Once here, he crossed the Susquehanna River and then boarded another train to Wilmington. Then he traveled by steamboat to Philadelphia before traveling to New York City and staying in the home of David Ruggles. Eleven days after his arrival in New York City, Murray met him. The couple married on September 5, 1838, and adopted the last name Johnson. Soon, however, the couple moved to New Bedford, Massachusetts, and decided not to keep the last name Johnson, but to use Douglas instead. In New Bedford, Douglas became active in many social organizations, especially abolitionist meetings. Subscribing to William Lloyd Garrison's newspaper, The Liberator, Douglas was inspired to hear Garrison speak. In 1841, he heard Garrison speak at the Bristol Anti-Slavery Society. Garrison and Douglas were equally inspired by each other's words. As a result, Garrison wrote about Douglas in The Liberator. Soon, Douglas began telling his personal stories of enslavement as an anti-slavery lecturer, and he was delivering speeches throughout New England, most notably at the Massachusetts Anti-Slavery Society's annual convention. By 1843, Douglas was touring the American Anti-Slavery Society's 100 Conventions Project throughout eastern and midwestern towns in the United States, where he shared his story of enslavement and persuaded listeners to be in opposition to the institution of slavery. In 1845, he published his first autobiography, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave. The text immediately became a bestseller and was reprinted nine times in its first three years of publication. The narrative was also translated into French and Dutch. Ten years later, Douglas expanded on his personal narrative with My Bondage and My Freedom. In 1881, Douglas published The Life and Times of Frederick Douglass. As Douglass's popularity grew, members of the abolitionist movement believed that his former enslaver would try to have Douglas remanded to Maryland. As a result, Douglas was sent on tour throughout England. On August 6, 1845, Douglas left the United States for Liverpool. Douglas spent two years touring Great Britain, speaking about the horrors of enslavement. Douglas was so well received in England 
that he believed that he was treated not as a color, but as a man, as he shared in his autobiography. It was during this tour that Douglas was emancipated legally from enslavement. His supporters raised money to purchase Douglas's freedom. Douglas returned to the United States in 1847 and with the help of British financial supporters began the North Star. The following year, Douglas attended the Seneca Falls Convention. He was the only black American president and he supported Elizabeth Cady Stanton's position on women's suffrage. In his speech, Douglas argued that women should be involved in politics because in this denial of the right to participate in government, not merely the degradation of women and the perpetuation of the great injustice happens, but the maiming and repudiation of one half of the moral intellectual power of the government and of the world. In 1851, Douglas decided to collaborate with abolitionist Garrett Smith, publisher of the Liberty Party paper. Douglas and Smith merged their respective newspapers to form the Frederick Douglass paper, which stayed in the circulation to about 1860. Believing that education was important for black Americans to move forward in society, Douglas began to campaign to desegregate schools. Throughout the 1850s, Douglas spoke against the inadequate schools for black Americans. <laughs> 